This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, my name is Mike Flake. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastrum. We appreciate you joining us for the program today. Today we're going to begin going through one of the sermons that was recently preached in our church called What You Need When You Need It. We're going to break this into four different installments. I hope this sermon is a blessing for you. Luke chapter 12, continuing our series, going verse by verse and passage by passage through the gospel of Luke. Today we're going to cover by the grace of God verses 8 down to 12. Luke chapter 12, verses 8 down to 12. The title of my sermon today is What You Need When You Need It. What you need when you need it. And let's read these verses and then I'll explain further as to why that title would be appropriate. Luke chapter 12, verses 8 down to 12. The Bible says here, Jesus speaking, Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say, For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. So for a few minutes, I'd like to preach to you a sermon called What You Need and When You Need It. And before we get into that, let's go ahead and bow our heads and let's pray together and ask God to help us. Father, you said that anytime we need, we can approach the throne of grace and we can find grace and mercy and help in a time of need. So, Lord, you know what we need and when we need it. Father, I'm acknowledging today that we can't do this without you. We don't want to do this without you. Please come down and through the Holy Spirit, do something today that only you can do. Touch hearts, change lives, open eyes. God, please help people to see what they need and help them to see they need it now. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you remember last week's sermon... As we finished up, the last point was about not fearing your problems. And we talked specifically, the passage is about not fearing persecution, but how that general truth of fearing your problems could also be applicable. And Jesus now takes that same thought about not being afraid during times of trouble, and he's going to dovetail that into a separate subject. So it's one thing to say, Don't be afraid. But then the question comes up, how am I going to accomplish that? How? And this is where I want to say the Holy Spirit of God will give you just what you need when you need it. Because sitting here in your padded chair this morning, we enjoy the comforts of God's blessing. And and thank God for that. We need not feel conviction that God has been good to us. We should be very thankful for that. Amen. Amen. Be very thankful for that. But we also know that life is not all padded chairs. There are going to be tough days and who knows what lies ahead for us as Christians. 
And perhaps the thought might even trouble your heart to the point of scaring you. What would I do in such a horrible situation? I can promise you this. The Holy Spirit of God will give you just what you need right when you need it. And I believe that's what Jesus is going to focus our attention on today. So let's look piece by piece at this passage starting to verse, verses 8 and 9. Let me say first of all, right when you need it most, the Spirit of God is going to give you empowerment or might we just say courage. He, Jesus does not mention the Holy Spirit in verses 8 and 9, but you can see how the Lord's mind is shifting towards that because in verses 10, 11, and 12, the conversation goes towards the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Does Jesus expect us to stand when things are incredibly difficult? Yes. He expects a lot of his followers. Confess me before men, he says. Be careful not to deny me before men. He gives his disciples, his friends, a charge and a warning. But let's be clear. When he says, confess me before men, he is not saying, I expect you to confess me before your fellow church members. Okay? You should. Amen. Don't be afraid to give a little amen on that point. I mean, that's kind of leaning into the whole confession part. You know, this is part of what baptism does. It gives you an opportunity to confess before men that you are unashamed of your Savior. That you desire to follow God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost completely. That you want to be obedient. But the confession before men that Jesus is referring to, understand it within its context. They are seeking to kill you. And under those extreme circumstances, he says, I still expect you to stand for me when everyone else is trying to put you down. Now there are rewards and there are consequences for confessing and denying him. And might I say, if you're saved or if you're lost, the the rewards and the denial, uh, the consequences, that's going to change perhaps. Jesus doesn't even get into explaining what kind of rewards comes for taking this courageous stand and what type of punishment might come for those that deny. There's actually multiple layers to that and perhaps another time we'll dig into that. Can we at least just make this point and agree on this? That when it's tough, you still need to confess Christ and when it's tough, you, you need to be careful not to deny Him. I mean, that's, that's the simple thought of this passage. But then the question does come up. Under intense persecution, okay, that's what Jesus expects, but how? How am I going to stand when they put me under this kind of pressure? Don't be afraid. It's not only don't deny, don't even be afraid. Lord, how? If you ask me this question and expect me to give an answer from my own natural abilities, I do not see how I could withstand such persecution. If they are taking my family and torturing them, trying to get me to recant and turn on Christ, I don't know how in my own natural ability I am going to stand that test. I I don't see it. But that's right when the Spirit of God is going to show up and give you just what you need right when you need it. And that's why I believe Jesus begins to talk about how the Holy Spirit will show up right when you need it. There is going to come a time, folks, I don't know when, but there will come a time when we will no longer be allowed to go out seeking sinners and trying to give them the gospel. That time is coming. I would dare say it's rapidly approaching. 
you understand that in South Africa we are incredibly blessed to have the privilege of confessing Christ openly. No fear of a jail sentence, of a firing squad, shackles, torture. That has not been the case for the majority of Christians throughout the history of the church. Even in the world today, do you understand there is more persecution happening now today in the world than ever before in the history of the church? It's just not happening here. There is coming a day when we will not be allowed to seek after sinners. But let me say that there is coming a day when the sinners will seek after us. And they will ask you whether or not you confess Christ. Right now the tables are turned. We are allowed to approach them. By the way, we are commanded to approach them. And preach the gospel to every creature. To go to them and say, do you confess Christ? Will you accept Christ? Will you receive or reject But there's coming a day that they will come to us and say, are you a follower of Christ? Are you one of those people that believes in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus? Do you believe that the Bible is the Word of God and they will push us to the brink? You need to know that this stands in the Bible. That even under those intense situations, Jesus expects us to confess Him before men. The great reward of that, imagine standing before the Father one day and Jesus coming and standing next to you and saying, Father, this one wasn't ashamed of me. No matter what the devil threw at him, he stood for me. What an an immense compliment. Even this week, I, I was preparing this sermon. I'd already spent three or four days putting it together and I received a message from someone in town showing me that South Africa is just about, they're on the brink of signing into legislation various measures that will shut down our religious freedom. It will become illegal for me to stand in the pulpit, and even for you, in your everyday conversations, to say things like a man is a man, a woman is a woman. To say that a woman cannot be a pastor. To say that biblically there are roles in the home, the man is the head of the home, certain things like that that is very biblical to say that marriage is this and that. We won't even be able to express our thoughts on that. There is coming a day when to stand and say, I believe the Bible means what it says and says what it means. I believe every word in it within its context. You would face charges. It would be a crime. It would be a hate crime. Folks, we cannot be ignorant of history lest we repeat it. Thank you for having joined us for part one of What You Need, When You Need It. We hope you tune in next week for part two. If you do have any questions in the meantime, you're welcome to reach out to us using the information you find on our website, bbcpotch.com. You can also follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.